Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Though we're in the middle of the football season, basketball officially got started yesterday. How you doing? Ryan Tetel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. With the conference football season set to start Saturday, it was the basketball season that took center stage yesterday with the first official practice of the year for the Grizz, Lady Grizz, and Montana State clubs. The teams have been practicing in a limited capacity since before school is back in session, but the NCAA only allows coaching for four hours per week prior to the official opening of basketball season, which was Wednesday. The first game of the season, if you're looking, if you're wondering, first week of November. The high school football weekend gets started tonight with a huge double-A clash. After Missoula Sentinel went on the road and beat previously undefeated Helena Capital last week, Spartans will be asked to repeat that tonight against undefeated Butte. The Bulldogs are quarterbacked by Montana State commit Tommy Mallott and are coming off a 55-28 win over Kalispell Glacier. Sentinel led by future Grizz running back and safety Jackson Lee. Both teams 4-0 entering the matchup. Also tonight, uh, tomorrow, excuse me, the Class A matchup of the year takes place in Hamilton as the Bronx host the Bronx of Frenchtown. Hamilton suffered their first loss last week at Dillon, 26-25. Well, Frenchtown, they're undefeated. The Battle of the Bronx kicks off at 7 p.m. Also, a big Class B matchup, 4-0 Red Lodge versus 3-1 Huntley Project. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. Work day behind you. Thursday night football ahead of you. Two telling Nuanas right now. I mean, your life is great. 
Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. The podcast available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. It is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Check out the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Also, go check out the FCS Speculators podcast, which we have just launched. Just tweeted it out at Gus Two Tell at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. So go take a look at that and uh, listen as well. Everywhere that you get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, you can get the FCS Speculators podcast as well. And we're happy to uh, be delving into uh, uh, a little bit more of the podcast world. It's a lot of fun. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, if you'd like to call, 329-1899, the phone number, all guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Uh, we are going to be joined by Jay Hill, the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, here in about 10, 15 minutes. It's a little bit of a floating deal. He's going to join us after practice, and we know that practice, you know, can kind of have a little bit of a soft ending to it. you got to be there on time, but it can last as long as they, you know, decide that, okay, we got to keep running. You just keep running. Uh, so whenever Jay Hill is uh, is ready, he will call, and we'll certainly look forward to uh, talking the head coach of uh, Weber State, a very, very good football team. Uh Right now, though, it's time for our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And Coulter, at at the AA, B, and, and uh, uh, A levels, there are some absolute prime time, like talking about like best of the year nearly types of matchups. The number one matchup of the Class AA level this week, two 4-0 football teams in Missoula tonight. Tonight in the rain, the Sentinel Spartans taking on Butte. Tommy Malott, Montana State commit, uh, is a quarterback for the Butte Bulldogs. Obviously, Jackson Lee, the kind of very versatile do-it-all, running back safety, everything uh, transferred uh, to uh, Sentinel. He will be playing for the Grizz next year. So you get a Grizz cat thing going on. You get two 4-0 teams going on. And Billings West on a bye. These are the only two 4-0 teams in the state. They're playing each other in Missoula this evening. Debbie Barnberg, if it clears up a little bit, might sneak on down there and get a little peek. We'll okay. see. Uh, I want to see this Malak kid, man. I was really impressed with him when he was a sophomore, and that was two years ago, and now he's lighting it up. I mean, he yeah. every week we look at these results. He's he's 350 total yards of offense, five total touchdowns every week. It's what is what, how many touchdowns does Tommy Malott uh, account for? I mean, they scored 55 last week. They scored more than 50 like three times this year. Butte, Butte's lighting it up, and that offense is fun, you know, because they – since Ari Gray took over, when they've had a quarterback, they've been really good. They had Dallas Cook, who broke every single single season record in the state of Montana when Butte won that state championship. And then the following year, when they lost that thriller, or when they won the thriller against Bozeman, and then the yeah. following year they lost. And, and then they've been kind of searching, and now Malat, he's going to his fourth year as a starter, really good player. But then Jackson Lee, anybody that doubted this kid, coming from the eight-man level, I mean, forget about it. He's yeah. got an 85-yard punter turn for a touchdown. He's got... Multiple rushing touchdowns, multiple receiving touchdowns. He's a stud, too. So two of the best in the state of Montana individually versus uh, playing for two of the best teams in the state of Montana tonight. Well, and for the Spartans as well, uh, I think a lot of people thought that maybe they'd be getting their first loss last week when they went on the road to Helena Capital, and they uh, they handled business. They were they were up 28 nothing at halftime uh, up there in uh, in Helena, and so now all of a sudden they kind of put themselves on the map as, as one of the top-tier teams in the state with that win and looking to cement that spot uh, tonight with a, a home game uh, against Butte. So that's going to be a great matchup. It clashed 
Class A. This is one we were looking for from the absolute start of everything, Coulter. Hamilton, Frenchtown tomorrow night. Hamilton and Carson Ross said they lost their first game of the year uh, last week at Dillon. Lost by a point, 26-25. But they welcome Frenchtown uh, to uh, uh, to Hamilton uh, tonight or tomorrow night. Excuse me. And this is one that still we're very much looking forward to. Yeah, and this is another matchup of two of the best teams in the state, which are highlighted by two of the best players in the state. Carson Rostad, the reigning Gatorade Player of the Year in Montana from Hamilton High School, the quarterback, and Jace Kluswich from Frenchtown, who's also been a touchdown machine. There's a lot of special talents at the skill players this year in Montana. A lot of times it's it's the linemen and the linebackers and the DNs that are really the dominant forces in Montana high school football, but there's some slick quarterbacks. There's some slick perimeter players. I mean, Jackson Lee, man, if he wasn't from Phillipsburg, Montana, he's probably getting recruited on a pretty high level. Yeah. Jace Kluswich, he is from Frenchtown, Montana, and he is getting recruited on a high level. I mean, he went to Ohio State's camp this last summer, going into his junior year, so he is a big-time prospect. Yeah. That's so they're special kids right now in the state of Montana. No doubt about it. Um, and so also at the Class B level, uh, as we talked about, but uh, – uh, First of all, Fairfield, Eureka, Manhattan, Huntley Project, and Red Lodge uh, are your top five teams. And Huntley Project and Red Lodge playing each other this week. One loss between those two teams. And so that is also uh, a major matchup at the Class B level. Uh, Loyola dropping out of the top five after losses to Fairfield and Manhattan. Hard to fall too far when you lose to the number one and number three teams in the state. Uh, But nonetheless, Loyola now two and two on the season. So that makes sense as well. But Good matchups all the way across the board. Hey, you got to give Todd Hughes at Loyola a lot of credit because he knows. How do you phrase this? I don't want to say that he just assumes that the district that they're in is not going to be that good, but it's just not as good as the rest of Class B most oftentimes. Like sometimes Deer Lodge is pretty good, and sometimes, you know, maybe Florence could be competitive or whatever it might be. But mostly they got to play their out of conference games pretty tough so that then, because they're, they're, they're most likely going to cruise through that district. They've cruised through it like knife through butter for, for a decade. I mean, they really haven't been challenged in district play, but you got to be ready for the playoffs. So you have to go play the Huntley. I mean, they played Huntley to open up the year. They played Whitehall. They played Eureka and they played Fairfield. So they basically played like four of the top eight teams in the state already. So they're battle tested. So two and two on the surface, maybe disappointing if you're Loyola, but also, I think that they have a chance now to string some stuff together. They, they're a talented team. Uh, they have good players. I know Todd Hughes loves his offensive line. Yeah. So I think that they have a chance to get it going here a little bit as well. There you go. That's our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And go online, farmersebank.com as well. Jay Hill going to uh, join us here in just a moment. But first of all, Coulter, I got a stat for you. Okay. Are you ready for this? The uh, uh, you 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 are a Vikings fan, and indeed you are therefore with me. This is one of the few places we get together on this. Not a Bears fan, certainly. Mitchell Trubisky has looked mm, not, not great. great, right? Really not great. You ready for this? Five hundred seventy nine passing yards through three games, three passing touchdowns, and two interceptions. For Mitchell Trubisky, a completion percentage of 65%. Okay? Very mediocre. Very mediocre. Yep. You know who it's better than in every category? Duh. Kirk Cousins. I'm 0% shocked by that. 502 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions. I guess they're identical in that respect. 
One touchdown per game, almost one interception per game. Not good. 58.7% completion percentage. So you can rest in the solace that your quarterback is worse than Mitchell Krubisky, which sucks because he's your quarterback, but also is great because you said it all along. You were right. I was wrong. Kirk Cousins. Terrible. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Thank you, Burn Street. I mean... Give me a Sunday. Master of the obvious, I guess. I don't know, man. He's worse than Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, I would, dude. Before you even, before you even told me that, I would have told you if you would have said, "Who do you rather have, Mitch Trubisky or Kirk Cousins?" I said, "Mitch Trubisky." Ten out of ten times. Ten out of ten times. Jay Hill, Weber State head coach. Next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and can take care of you. We are also very happy to have... Coaches from around the league on the show, and this time Jay Hill from Weber State. It is Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83, and Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. We go now to the Regis Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the aforementioned head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, Jay Hill. Coach Hill, thanks so much for taking some time out after practice. I know it's busy, especially heading into conference play, although you don't have a conference game this week. Still a huge game for you against Northern Iowa, but thanks so much for being here. How are you? We are doing great. Excited about this game, and it's always good to join you guys. It's uh, it's certainly great to have you. It is also odd. I mean, for all the asymmetry that the Big Sky Conference has, everybody's playing conference football except for the Weber State Wildcats, who have a, a, a nationally prominent game against Northern Iowa. You, I know you take this thing one week at a time, one team at a time, but is that is that odd to think about the rest of the conference basically playing conference football and you got the Panthers? Well, not really. I mean, that's college football. Everybody's going to play their 12 games this year, and where they place those four non-conference games. I mean, it is what it is, and uh, I'm excited to see how the league pans out this uh, this week, and we obviously have a huge one uh, for ourselves. So uh, it's, it's a big week of football within the conference. Once every only handful of years do you get the extra game, the 12-game schedule at the FCS level, and I know that a lot of teams around the league use that to play maybe an extra buy game, an extra money game, extra FBS matchup. 
You guys played two different FBS schools yourself, San Diego State and Nevada, fought hard in both of those games. And then he played a, a conference school in a non-conference game with your win over Cal Poly. So take us through your non-conference so far. What have you thought of the way your teams have performed? I know reading and watching you after the Nevada game, I know you guys maybe thought you let some stuff slip away there, but you have to be pretty proud with how the defense has played so far. What's your evaluation just three games in so far for Weaver State? Well, a lot of good and a lot to clean up. Uh, I think we've missed a lot of opportunities. And, you know, in the San Diego State game, we had a kickoff return for a touchdown called back. We had a trick play late in the fourth quarter that was wide open that takes the lead and just missed opportunities. And then, I mean, the Nevada game was one after another after another. And to be the great elite team that we want to be, we've got to make those plays. Uh, Now, I will say this, those were two uh, upper-level Mountain West teams, in my opinion, and I think they're both going to have good seasons this year. So I think that fares good for us within the big sky that we've we've been battle-tested against good teams and now we just got to find a way to pull those games out when we get into those tough grinders like we've already had this year. You know, Coach, Weber State, you've gotten your team and your program to a place where it's a national brand, and you've been uh, uh, outstanding, uh, not just in the Big Sky Conference, but but in the country at the FCS level. When you go play a team like Northern Iowa, and it's kind of the final game in the, the Big Sky Missouri Valley Challenge and all that, how much of that consideration does that does that make in a game like this, where, okay, this is to you know continue uh, you know what you've already built in terms of the, the national profile of Weber state now this is huge to me to the program to the university uh to the big sky conference in my opinion this is one of the biggest games of the year now because we're trying to make a statement against a team that i think is one of the better missouri valley teams this year uh that their rankings uh say that and we have a high ranking they have a high ranking this is going to be big when it comes down to decision time on how many teams we get placed in the in the playoffs at the end of the year we need to fare well. We need to go out and play great this weekend. I know conference play doesn't start for you guys for a little bit, but have you got a chance to maybe look at the overall shape of the league yet? And if so, do you have any thoughts on just the Big Sky race and what it might be like this year? Well, it's so early. There's If anyone tells you they can tell what the race is going to be, they're crazy. <laughs> well, especially in this league, so, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you could start 3-0 and and everyone thinks you're great and then go lose your last five. And uh, you might be a team that's considered to be one of the bottom teams in the league, and then at the end of the year it was one of the best teams. And every year that happens. And uh, so I don't place anything. I don't put much stock into to anything until late in the year. I will say this. I think Cal Poly is a legit Big Sky team this year. Uh, having played those guys, they're tough. The offense is better. I think that quarterback's doing a great job with their offense. Um they're going to be. They're going to beat some good teams in the league this year. You know, uh, Jay Hill joining us, head coach of uh, the Weber State Wildcats. Jay, every team in in a, in a conference like the Big Sky is going to have different things that are advantages and different things that are not advantages for them. Especially when you talk about the geography and just the size and the scope of the footprint of the conference. What is is to Weber State's advantage about where you are in the state of Utah and in Ogden? What can you do that maybe other schools aren't able to do, whether it's recruiting or just what, whatever that might be? What's, what's great about Weber State for you? Well, I think the most important thing is our ability to recruit. We have an international airport right close to us. Uh, the, the city of Ogden sits right in the middle of the Big Sky Conference. And so we've got a footprint where we can recruit Washington, we can recruit Oregon, we can go all the way down to California, 
we got uh, close ties to Arizona and Las Vegas, where some guys, you know, for the the northern schools to get a California kid, they got to bypass us and two other schools to get there. We're a little bit closer to home for them. Um, I think that's a big advantage. We're in a little bit bigger market than some of the places. So as far as boosters go and finances and things like that, uh, we're for sure up there with the tops in the conference. And, uh, you know, our new facility that we just built is a tribute to what I just mentioned. And so I would say that's probably the biggest strength is recruiting. we got a good base of um, FCS caliber kids in the state of Utah. Uh, so anyway, I think that that's probably our biggest strength. Talk about that element of it, because you guys now, with your on-field performance, winning the Big Sky multiple years in a row, going the playoffs three years in a row, you've established now consistent success in the win-loss column. But then off the field, too, like you said, you guys just opened this beautiful new facility. You guys have added an indoor practice facility, a beautiful new scoreboard. So it seems like the facilities and the resources are there as well. Those two things go hand-in-hand, hand, but talk about how. I mean, what, how much how much has the off-the-field stuff helped the on-the-field stuff, and how much does on-the-field success help then when you're going trying to sell the program to kids? It's both. There's no way we would have these facilities and the upgrades and stuff that we've acquired without the success we've had the last three years. So, I mean, that's kind of what kick-started it. Um, but like I say, you also have to live in a place where there's those resources to be had. And we've got people within the Weber County that, that Ogden sits in that there's a lot of finances available, and we can go out and raise funds, and we got a population base to where we can continue to grow. And I think, quite frankly, we're just scratching the surface on what this program can become. Well, you, you're telling me there's not tech stock in Pocatello? They can't just <laughs> build it up? Uh, hey, Coach, I, I'm always curious about this because uh, you have taken Weber State, you know, when you first took over and built this program year by year into a place where it is a national brand, as culture was saying. But what is there a difference or is there a shift in building a program up to a point and then where you turn the corner and you have to maintain it? And you're, here you are at number five in the nation. What's it like to come into a season with, with expectations and a program that, you know, you expect to, to go a long way into the postseason and so forth? Is that how much different is that from just trying to, to get better each year? year so to speak well i'd much rather have it that way than my first year when you take over and nobody cares about the program no one cares about whether you win or lose they quite frankly no one knows and that was no fun and so now the higher expectations are more fun the the investment from the university and the community into what we're doing makes it so much better and quite frankly we want to be we want to be considered one of those top teams in the country and i don't think the stress of having to win national championships has held North Dakota State back. (laughs) I don't think it's held South Dakota State back or Eastern Washington, who's been up there all these years. And, you know, and it's not been very long that Montana for 20 something straight years was right there. So, I mean, that's what we want. That's what I think we can continue to maintain. But again, we got to do it. This 2019 team hasn't done anything yet. We got to go out and we got to, we got a big one this week where we got to go prove what we're all about. On that North Dakota State note, I think that that's an interesting deal. I mean, obviously, because they have been so dominant. But what do you think of just the dominance that they've had? I mean, how, what, what is it going to take for Weaver State or anybody else in the country to be able to to catch NDSU when they've had so much success like they've had this decade? Well, you, you've got to establish a home field advantage that um, 
that's going to take you through the playoffs, kind of like they have done. When mm-hmm. when they get teams at home through the playoffs, and you got they got home field advantage all the way throughout, they're they're going to be hard to beat all the way to Texas because they're so good at home. And we've come close to that here. I think we're twenty one and we're, we're twenty one and three in the last twenty four games at home or something like that. But the reality is. Um, you're going to have to establish a home field advantage and then maintain your home to be great like they are. And that's what Montana had all those years. When when teams had to go up and play those guys in the cold late in December and Montana fans would show up and there'd be 25,000 people in the stands. I mean, that's what, that's what playoff football is all about. And uh, I think for someone to overtake them, it's going to have to be that atmosphere. And James Madison was that way two years ago when we went out there, they had a great atmosphere late in December. Um, I really believe that the teams that are going to get there consistently are going to have to have that kind of program and that kind of support. Again, in the midst of a season, I know you're not really thinking about anything but Northern Iowa right now, but it, it, the Big Sky is so interesting just as a, in, a, in general as a league. It's just so competitive. It's so unpredictable. And so we've asked uh, each of the last couple of Big Sky coaches we've had. I had Tim Walsh on already this week, Jeff Choate, Bobby Houck. Who's a player or two? that keeps you up at night when you're thinking about them, preparing for them, somebody that's an intriguing player in the Big Sky Conference? Well, I know one thing. I don't know about right now. I mentioned him. That freshman quarterback at Cal Poly is going to keep people up at night for the next four years. Totally. And, uh, the the kid at Montana State, uh, I should know his name. Troy but Anderson. Montana State, but yeah, Troy Anderson. I mean, when you're playing that kid and you got to deal with him on defense and offense and special teams, and I mean, he's he's obviously special and uh the quarterback at montana's putting up big numbers in idaho that kid just had a big game um uh obviously the quarterback at uc davis is scary and the quarterback at nau is scary uh, there's the running back at sac state that will keep you up i mean there's a lot there's every team's got one or two that quite frankly if you don't do a good job of dealing with them they can gash you and we feel like we have those guys. You know, Rashid Shahid's that way. Josh mm-hmm. Davis is that way. Now Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is back healthy finally, and he's that way. And um, that that's that's part of what makes the big guys so scary. Is everybody has a couple guys. What 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 other guy we got to ask you about? Because I think that it's been so fun to watch him after watching him dominate the league like he did, and now in the NFL, anybody that was associated with the Big Sky Conference, they are not surprised by Cooper Cup's success because the guy was just he was the best he was the best ticket buddy could buy in the league. You knew you were getting ten catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns every single weekend, but now he's doing that in the league. He had over 100 yards and two touchdowns last week in the NFL. So when you see a guy like that translate that success on the field, it must give you some solace as a coach. Hey, we couldn't stop him, but neither can the NFL guys either. Well, Cooper Cup was special in this league for four years, and um, I, we had the best example of Cooper Cup. We we uh, we played him up there the, the first year we went to the playoffs, and my whole goal in play calling was to stop Cooper Cup. And that year we held him to the lowest catches, the lowest yards, um, probably his worst game of the year. We outgained Eastern Washington that game, 17 first downs, more first downs than they had, and they beat us 14 to 13. And twice he split bracket coverage where we had him double teamed, and he scored both touchdowns and single-handedly beat us. Um, and that's how that kid was. And somehow, some way, he was going to make the play to win the game, and that's what he's still doing in the NFL. 
Man, no doubt about it. Well, Jay, we certainly appreciate your time. I think this is going to be the only time that I'll be able to say this. The entire Big Sky Conference is rooting for Weber State this weekend. They want <laughs> no to win over Missouri Valley. And so uh, certainly best of luck to you, though, this week. Uh, Coulter and I both uh, have such tremendous respect for what, you, what you've done and what you continue to do at Weber State with your program and, and always appreciate the time. So thanks so much for that. Best of luck against Northern Iowa and then going forward into conference play, all right? Yep, you guys are great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Jay. Jay yep. Hill. Bye. Jay Hill, head coach of the uh, Weber State Wildcats. Uh, I mean, it, you know, you can't necessarily. It's 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 not. It's it's a fool's errand to sit here and start ranking coaches and who's the best and so forth. Unless it's Bill Belichick and then everybody else is you, you know. But there, I can say this: there's nobody doing it better in the Big Sky Conference than what Jay Hill's doing at Weber State. Man, I mean, he's just. He he's uh, it's so funny too, Coulter too, because when you know we go to the the Big Sky kickoff and you get not just two players, but but generally two captains, guys sure. who've been in the program for for a long time, representing their universities, and therefore, if you have a veteran coach, kids who've been around their coach for a long time, and to watch the personalities of the players reflect the personalities of their coach it's just almost across the board especially when they've been there for four or five yes, years right yes. like now all the bobcat guys sound like choke they're all they, they do they all talk the same pl- right. talking points if you didn't notice jay hill is a very matter-of-fact guy but I mean, yeah. we had we had mr storyteller tim walsh on yesterday we had mr comedian bruce bartom on on tuesday yep. and jay hill is just he's very stoic he's very straightforward he's very here is exactly what I think. Here's exactly what's good. Here's exactly what's bad. And his players are the same way. I know you experienced it firsthand. You know, some of the players for some of the schools, they're just, they're happy. They're dancing around They're You know, they couldn't, couldn't be happier to be socializing, hanging out. And the, the Weaver guys, Business-like, they sit in the corner, they eat their food. They, yep. it's 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 amazing to watch. They eat a lot of food. Uh, well, they eat actually Rashishi Heat. I mean, he was there too, and and uh, I mean, just couldn't have been uh, a nicer guy. I had such an enjoyable time uh, sitting with him. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they are. It is it is a funny analysis, a psychoanalysis, or whatever you want to call. It. I mean, it, it's not that surprising, right? I mean, these people spend so much time together and listening to well, this right. one individual i mean you are you you will assimilate just as a matter of, of human nature to the things that you spend time with right and and well, and and, and, and unfortunately before the kids get there and but fortunately when the, after they get there a lot of these kids don't have come from places where they have male figures in their lives mm-hmm. and so these guys can establish themselves as truly the paramount father figure or male figure in these young men's lives, and they yeah. do. They spend so much time together as well, but we talk about it all week. We've talked about it for two years. The variety that the Big Sky provides, whether you're talking about the matchups, the offenses, the schemes, the schools, the geography, the coaches, it's just so rich, man. Yeah. You couldn't have more different guys. I mean, so many of the Pac-12 guys are so much the same. Mm. Like in the big sky, you couldn't be more different than Bruce Barnum and Jay Hill, but we love them both. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering if Jay Hill's a defensive coach, who keeps you up at night? Listed 15 guys, all offensive players. Just a list of quarterbacks, a couple running well, right. backs, and Troy Anderson. Well, there's a lot of guys that are like <laughs> defensive minded. I mean, Jeff Choate's a defensive minded right. coach, right? Bobby Hawk's a defensive minded coach, but Jay Hill is the straight defensive coordinator. DC, right. I mean, he is the play caller. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a hard task to be the play caller. 
especially on defense and the head coach. I mean, to be able to have the aptitude to do it, to manage a game, manage a timeout, manage a huddle, but then also be the guy that's in the line of fire calling the play. I mean, you have to be brilliantly smart to be able to do that, and he does it better than anybody. Uh, I also thought it was, uh, to, to contrast him and Bruce Barham, he tells the Cooper Cup story. Here's what happened. He split bracket coverage. We had him doubled to score the only two touchdowns of the game in a win. Barney goes, we put four guys on him, and we just prayed to God they threw it to the open receiver. <laughs> hey, Eastern, you can throw it to the other guys. Throw it to the open guy. Why would you? Uh, well, you, well you, you would be dumb. Someday down the road, man, we, we already are doing it, and he's only been in the NFL for two years. But in, in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, man, I cannot believe that we got a chance to watch Cooper Cup. Yeah. I mean, Mike Kramer said it day one. He said, that guy is the next Steve Largent. He said, he is the next great slot receiver in the NFL, and he's already proving that to be true. Steve Telenuanis, 102.9 ESPN Radio. He's got a mediocre quarterback. He's got an awful offensive mind for a head coach, and he's just slaying it in the NFL. He, See, this is what happens when you start typing. No, 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 no. I, I mean, it's I'm just not funny. Throwing shade at Sean it's McC- just not it's funny. It's not funny. You're not Adam, listening. Adam, add, Everything add, Jared Go- add Jared Goff to your list. He's on your list of guys that you're wrong about, except for usually you're wrong about him by thinking they're good when they're not. He is good, and you mm, think he's not. No, he... I don't Jared think, Goff is good, man. He's not bad. He's not good. Man, he made some wild throws last year. Yes, he did. And he also made some wild throws to the other team and some wild throws to nobody and some stand back there and pat that thing on down like it's Man, a baby boy it's just, until somebody it's, comes and wrecks your it's day so in the It's so easy to judge somebody based on their most recent or most prominent memory of them that you have in your mind. Which he is was, what he, you were what, doing. He's, he was bad in the Super Bowl. I agree. But he's going against the greatest defensive mind football's ever known. I'm not. It's not about a singular performance. I just think that Jared Goff is okay. He's an okay quarterback. He's. Does he have great talent? I don't know. Is he starting in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start there. He is unbelievably great. Look, man, if Kurt Cousins went to the park and started throwing you out routes, you'd be like... Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the greatest player I've ever seen. Okay, so oh, oh, I, I mean, mean dude, I, li- I lived with a I lived with a backup CFL quarterback in in college, and then after college for a little while too, in Cole Berquist, and you know, the greatest ball you've ever oh, seen thrown dude, ever. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, get him on your flag football team. You're never losing. We're taking a break because we need time. Packers, Eagles tonight. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Hey, by the way, while you're searching podcasts, we got a new one. FCS Speculators, a betting podcast. You can go check it out. 
and uh, listen to Coulter and I give you all the inside info, the numbers, the over, the unders, the spreads, the lines at the FCSO. There's not a lot of information out there about that, so we do it uh, starting with the Big Sky Conference, but uh, also national FCS games and, and the like. So uh, it's a lot of fun to do. We'll continue to uh, roll with that thing each week, and uh, it is up now for your listening pleasure. Uh, so go check that out. Coulter, uh what are you grinning about? I, I'm just something I've, else. I, I've just been following Antonio Brown on Twitter. Well, why? It's he, a bad idea. He's he's just lost it. Okay, we're not going to do. I this. know. I know. We're, we're not going to. Just just go look. I can't believe that these guys do this in public. Like the exchange right now between him and Eric Weddle. Like they're they're going at each other on a public forum. It's crazy. Anyways. I know you want to talk about your beloved yes, Packers and their pending loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's talk. Do you think so? You know, I I really don't know how to prognosticate and predict these Thursday games because I, I think this is a really good matchup on paper because I think that the Eagles have a lot of weapons, although they are missing a few currently. And I think Carson Wentz is a really good player. I think the Eagles, I know the Packers have shown great signs so far of being improved on defense, but I still think the Eagles have the better defense. And, uh, that said, though, you just never know when a team's going to come in and just completely lay an egg on these right. Thursday I night mean, games. I mean, we've seen, we've seen a team that was a 10-point underdog win by 40, and we've seen other teams just win by 40, and we've seen, you know, who we, and we've seen some Barnburgers. There's been some great Thursday night games. If this game was a Sunday or Monday night game, I think this would be the matchup of the week between the Packers and the Eagles. I think there are two really good football teams. Uh, at least two good football teams early in this. It's too early for anybody to be really good, but you can be good three weeks, and I think they're both good. Um, if this was if this was a Sunday game, I I would think that this would be a coin flip game, and it'd probably go to the home team. Um, Green Bay is at home tonight. They're a three and a half point favorite. The more I've thought about this, and I, Coulter, here's the thing: fans can be insane are insane and often can be insane looking for reasons why their team's going to be good when their team absolutely stinks. But also there's fans that can look for reasons why their team's going to be bad when their team's actually good and always worried that the sky's going to fall, right? Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. 
I'm not even going to go there. Okay. but it, the, it's, it, it's one of the craziest parts of sports fandom when your team is super good and people just don't believe you're it. You're just like, no. Like, I've had so many Bobcat fans call me and be like, oh, the sky's falling. What's what's happening? I'm like, what do you mean? You guys have you guys have won three games in a row. You're number seven in the country. It's actually going great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, point being, uh, I'm not, I, I, I am, if I'm either, if I'm anything, I am the guy who's more optimistic that my team's good, even when they're not that good. But the point is, is that right now with this Green Bay Packer team, though I am a fan of the Packers, I have so very many critiques about why they have not shown me anything that they need to show me for me to believe in this team, even though they're three and zero, even though they've beaten both of the other two good teams, supposedly, although don't look now, Detroit's two zero and one, but beat the other two teams in their division uh, in, in Minnesota and, and, and Chicago. Here, though, is the reason, Coulter, why not, hopefully, uh, with some objective eye on this, I really think Green Bay is going to win this game, and I think they could win big. They were at home on Sunday. They've been at home for two weeks. They haven't had to go anywhere, and traveling for a short week is already tough to do. They took Wednesday off last week to get an extra day of rest to come into this week on a short week, and I think Philadelphia, with... Uh, no to Sean Jackson, although Alshon Jeffrey is supposedly returning tonight. Uh, is significant. I, they're coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions, man. I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out this Lions team now because now I'm all of a sudden, you know, I want, the Lions, I, can, I don't need to hate the Lions as long as they're bad. You know what I mean? And normally they are two on one. I don't like that at all. They need to lose a football game. But the Eagles are just one and two. They're a desperate team, and they are a good team. I don't care about the fact they're one and two. I think the Eagles are good. I think Carson Wentz is really good. Uh, but I think Green Bay at home with the rest and the comfort is is in a much better situation. I think the Thursday night games are always more about which team is in a better situation than about which team is quote-unquote better on the field or more talented or whatever so i think that green bay is in a really good situation now of course that i've said this they probably get boat raced by five touchdowns but i think green bay is going to win this game and i think they could win it handily the defense i'm not saying the defense is as good like legit straight up as they've been the last three weeks because they have been they have been hammers defensively it's been beautiful to watch i don't know that they're that good they are good though this is a legitimately good defense in Green Bay, and that makes me so very happy. And I continue to believe that even with a somewhat cantankerous, and you can use other words to describe the quarterback, he's very good also. And I think that the offense is going to be just fine, especially over time with he and LaFleur ultimately getting on the same page. Uh, and and I think that could start to happen tonight. So I like Green Bay in this game, and I, I can't wait to watch it with you. What's the, the spread? Way. Three and a half points. In Packers? Three and a half points in Lambeau. Yep, yeah, Green Bay is favored in this game. Three and a half. Interesting. Um, I think one of the undertold stories of these Thursday night games, too, it's it's a little bit, it's, it's obviously several days less of preparation, but there's so many things that happen in, on an NFL Sunday that aren't necessarily full-blown, quote-unquote, injuries, but that where guys are, are impacted so much that they probably wouldn't practice for the first three or four days of the week. If you don't have to, if you have a week to get ready, you can still get ready on the back end of the week. If you don't have a week to get ready, then all of a sudden you might have a late scratch just for a specific Thursday night game, mm-hmm. and we just never really know about those sort of things. Right. You never know when a guy's going to be either limited or completely out. 
Well, and that's, I will say, I mean, if you want to look for something for Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffrey returning tonight, obviously because he's their best wide receiver, but also because he didn't play on Sunday. You know, he didn't, in fact, I think it was at two weeks. So, you know, presumably if he's good enough to be to be healthy, he doesn't have the, quote, short turnaround that the other guys have, and maybe he's really fresh and looks really good. But I, I think uh, I think Montana, uh, Montana, I think Green Bay is in business in this game tonight, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it is, you know, again, I think this continues to be a huge, huge stretch for the Packers, who after the win on the road at, at Chicago, play five of their next six games in Lambeau Field. And mm. on one hand, you think, well, that's great. You get off to the... But then imagine how many road games you got coming up the second half of the season. So you really got to make hay right now if you're the Green Bay Packers, and maybe it, maybe it works out for them. But I do like the Seagulls team. Uh, I, 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 you know, I think very, I think Carson Wentz is, is, well, I know Carson Wentz is a real deal NFL quarterback. Who's a, who's a pro bowl caliber type of guy. Um, but I just don't know if tonight is the night and Philadelphia, if they do lose they're one and three, that loss last week to Detroit really hurt the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what go, what's going on there while they're losing to the Lions. That can't be happening. How much more palatable does Carson Wentz make the Eagles? Like the Eagles are just one of those teams where I just didn't like them for no reason at all. I just didn't like them because they're just the Eagles. I just don't like the colors. I don't like the way that they look. I just don't like the identity that they've always had. I just don't like the Eagles. Uh, but I do kind of like the Eagles now because I like Carson Wentz. Well, I mean, fair enough. I mean, what you just described is just the NBA. <laughs> no doubt. You know, so. But like some football teams, especially like some of the older football teams, have such lingering identities no matter who the players are. Yeah. The NBA is not nearly as much like that. No, it's true. It's true. Um, I don't know. I like Carson Wentz too. I like Doug Peterson. I mean, he's a former Packer for crying out loud. No so there's going to be a big Tom Draper Jr. Dude, he looks <laughs> just like John Hamm. It's wild. <laughs> Boys and girls, have a wonderful Thursday night. I know you will watch in the NFL. Thanks for spending some time with Coulter and I. We'll see you tomorrow for a big Friday show, twelve for the twelves. And we will also have Dan Hawkins, head coach of UC Davis. We'll see you then. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.